You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, pet parents. This is Michelle Fern, host of Best Bets for Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. This is for all of those pet parents that have maybe uh, kind of older dudes, older gals for their fur babies, and that includes me. So you're probably thinking, okay, what? What does that mean? I have some important information coming up for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLife Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Britt Hyde. He's the marketing manager at Bill Jack Foods. Welcome, Britt. Hey, Michelle. Good to be with you. So it's great to have you. And during my intro, people are like, what, what? Older dogs, you know, what's that that about? But senior dogs, it's important to talk about senior pets. And we're talking today about senior dogs in general. And actually, one of our test crew, Mr. Z also known as Zeus, is a 10 and a half, uh, doesn't look a day over six, so I'm very proud of him. But <laughs> let's talk about some things about senior dogs. First of all, I know that this is an important place in Bill Jack's heart, but what about for people that have considered adopting? A lot of our audience adopts dogs. Most people always think, oh, I need a, I should get a puppy. What are the benefits of adopting a senior dog? What is first considered a senior dog? I was going to start there, too. Let's talk about what a senior dog is. A senior dog is generally a dog who's in the later, let's say, third of their lifespan. Now, larger dogs generally don't tend to live as long as shorter dogs, and certainly some breeds live longer than others. Labradors, which are a large breed, often live to be 15 years. But generally, you want to think about the last third of their life and think about your dog, think about the breed, Think about what an average life expectancy is for that breed. And then somewhere around when you get to the last third of their life, you should start to be thinking about feeding a senior food. And, of course, your vet can always help you with what is the right time to change to a senior food if you're not sure. But you can always have that 
conversation with your vet also the next time you're at your regularly scheduled um, veterinary appointment because dogs should be seen at least once a year for a wellness check and a health checkup. And uh, when you see the vet, it's a great way to sort of talk about, hey, for my dog, when should I start to think about feeding a senior food? Because senior foods are specially formulated to meet some of the needs of dogs in terms of their joint health support. And also because as dogs age, their metabolism changes. And so the formula has been adjusted to recognize the fact that as their metabolism changes, their diet needs to change too. Okay, here's a question for you regarding senior dogs because Mr. Z is considered, I would consider him a senior dog. He's about 50 pounds. I'd love to have for him to hit 20, but I know that for his weight and you know size, probably average lifespan may 15. Right. If 16, if I'm really lucky, 18 maybe, if I really, really get lucky. 18 is a really old dog. That, that would be quite yeah, remarkable. Well, a close friend had one at 18, and oh, boy, that poor, he was ready for doggy heaven. So, But talking about, so Mr. Z, I've noticed in the last maybe year, besides the what you mentioned with the senior dog food as far as you know certain you know vitamins and metabolism okay this is a little funny but it's not because I'm wondering if you don't because I have not changed his food yet because there's another dog in the house and they tend to eat each other's can senior pet food help with dogs when they have gas you know Having gas is part of a digestibility issue, and if you feed a super premium food like Biljack, and we like to think that we are extremely digestible, and um, if your dog's having gas, and if you're not feeding any human food or rawhide treats or something like that, but you're just keeping your dog on good, nutritious dog food and good, nutritious treats, then your dog developing gas is probably part of the aging process, and what you really need to understand is that represents your dog's inability to digest food as well as they used to. And gas is just a byproduct of food that's not being well digested and will therefore be eliminated. One of the reasons to feed a super premium food like Biljack and one of the reasons Biljack is so great is because of the way we process it. And Biljack, unlike almost any other company, we process the food where we don't use an extruder expander, which is a very, very quick and efficient and cost-efficient way of processing food, but it tends to cook the food very quickly especially the carbohydrates. And because those carbohydrates that are in the food for energy aren't being thoroughly converted from complex to simpler and more digestible carbohydrates, when they're cooked really quickly in extruder, you get a higher likelihood that there will be, it's a little harder to digest. And what makes Biljack so special, it's part of all of our formulas, but it really shines when your dog gets to be a senior, is we actually convert the carbohydrates we use in our food slowly over a longer period of time, and they are more thoroughly cooked. And by being more thoroughly cooked, it's easier for your dog to digest it. And as your dog gets older, ease of digestion is a really important subject. So I think if you feed a super premium food like Biljack, you will find that you can't always guarantee no gas, but you may be able to address the gas issue. And the other thing that may be happening is as your dog ages, maybe they don't need to eat quite as much. And if you cut back a little bit on their food, you may find that some of that gas problem is also mitigated because gas can be just be a product of, hey, I'm just eating too much. And because your senior dog is less active, which is a natural part of aging, they will need less calories in. And you may find that you can feed a little less and that not only keeps your dog at a good weight, 
which is extremely important for a senior dog to keep the stress off their joints, but also helps with uh, feeding the right amount can maybe help with gas. There's no guarantees, but that's the way I would approach the problem you're suggesting. I like that you also say measure that the food quantity should be smaller because I've heard this argument in many households, but there's always the one significant other. One says, oh, you know, they need to have enough food. Otherwise, you know, they'll go hungry. And then there's the other one that says, no, you know, they should have plenty and they'll eat when they want. So I always have that little battle. So I'll make sure my significant other, he always almost listens to every show that I have, but make sure he listens to this one. I think, I think it's probably a combination of things and people get older and just like people get older dogs get older stuff happens that's and right and it's tempting you, you should double check with your significant other that maybe as your dog's getting older maybe he's not getting some special treats that you don't know about <laughs> yeah maybe maybe he's over treating who knows <laughs> yeah yeah all those things can throw your dog's digestion a little bit out of balance but again as we always say and if you read our bags we say do not free feed we thoroughly recommend a controlled feeding habit because first off, your dog will develop better eating habits if you're not free feeding. Secondly, again, you want to keep the weight off the dog as it ages and you want to be the one who's actually controlling that dog's health. Now, it is a well-known fact that dogs who are a good weight or even a little bit underweight will generally live a little bit longer than dogs who are allowed to get overweight. And so that's another reason not to free feed. You know, over half the dogs out there in the United States are technically overweight. And it tends to be the senior dogs who form a lot of these uh, overweight dogs because, again, their metabolism slowed, they're doing less activity, but no one's cut back on how much they're being fed. And so as a responsible pet parent, we really urge people to think hard about what and how much they're feeding their dog and to realize that your dog is changing as they age. And you can't just maybe throw in a bunch of food like you did before and you may have to spend a little more time monitoring what and how you feed your dog. Very good info. Let's talk about, since we're talking about senior dogs and, you know, their health, and I think you touched on some of these, but what are some of the ways that you can support your senior dog's health? We talked about food. What are some right. other ways? I also mentioned keeping your dog's weight in check. That's a great way to help your senior dog, especially as their joints begin to age. Uh, keeping the weight off really helps. But, you know, hand with that is staying active. And that's not just good for your dog. It's probably good for us as well. But, you know, the old saying, use it or lose it, that really pertains to muscles. And muscle mass tends to decrease with age. And to keep your dog fit, you want to feed them a good quality diet. But then you want them to expend energy. You want them to be active. So keep that both good for physical and mental stimulation to keep your dog active and moving. Think about your dog's teeth. Because just like us, as we age, your dog's teeth will maybe become less fit. My dog has managed through various chewing activities to actually, he's, 10 and, he's 11 and a half, excuse me, and he's managed to eliminate some of his teeth. Frankly, he's just broken them off. He doesn't know that his teeth aren't as strong as they used to be until he loses one. But you want to be proactive about keeping your dog's teeth clean. And, and that's another great thing about our senior food, but about some other senior foods as well. Look for a kibble that maybe not, be quite as hard as it used to be so that it's easier for your dog to chew their food. 
I think uh, I mentioned regular veterinarian visits. I think one more thing to keep in mind, and uh, especially for those of us who live in colder climates, now that the weather's changing, your dog is going to be more susceptible to drafts as, as we get into winter here. Think about your accommodation for your mature friend. They're going to be stiffer. Being exposed to a draft is harder. You've got to be more accommodating as they go up and down stairs or jumping in and out of the car. They're not as limber as they used to be. And so being thoughtful about accommodating your dog in what used to be just everyday lifestyle can be really helpful to your dog as he ages. That's some great information. Thank you. Now, let's talk about on my show and on a lot of shows on Pet Life Radio, you know, we appreciate good breeders, but we also know that there's a lot of dogs that out there that need to be adopted. And there's a lot of people, you know, think, "Mm, you know, if I get a senior dog, there's certain stigmatisms attached to that. I personally, I mean, I've mostly adopted dogs not young young puppies but three months our cat adopted us and he was a year plus um (laughs) i just had a family member wanted to adopt an older cat because he wanted to make sure that the cat he gave the cat and a cat that was probably not going to get adopted that might not have a good life a good life and so he was very admin about adopting a senior cat so What are some of the things maybe you could ease people's minds about adopting a senior dog? You know, I think a lot of people may may think that there's something wrong with a senior dog who's in a shelter, which can be very, very far from the truth. I think we tend to jump to the conclusion, wow, wow, that's an older dog and he's in the shelter. He must have some behavioral problems, and that could not be it at all. And in some cases, it couldn't be further from the truth. The fact is that all of us change in our circumstances. Some of us who may have older dogs, we may move, and the dog may not be able to move with us. Perhaps we're downsizing from a house to an apartment, and now a dog can't come with us. Perhaps some of us are older, too, and we can no longer keep a pet. Or someone's you know, life circumstances change, and so the dog ends up in the shelter through no fault of their own. So first and foremost, I encourage people to get rid of the idea that, uh-oh, If it's an older dog and it's in a shelter, that means there's some sort of problem or issue with that dog. As a matter of fact, a lot of those dogs have been around the block. They've already learned what it takes to get along with others and become part of their family pack. And they will join your family in absolutely no time. You don't have to housebreak them. They're past chewing and, and getting up in the middle of the night and driving you crazy like a puppy might. They're less likely to sort of have that super hyperbolic high energy that a young dog will have, and that could fit better into your lifestyle if what you want is more of an uh, easygoing companion as opposed to, as we all know, puppies tend to have at least a couple of years of sort of hyperactivity as they grow into their body and grow into what their role in the family is. So there are lots of reasons that it can be very comforting and very convenient and very just easygoing to adopt a mature dog and you certainly know that you're saving a life, and, and that's always a good feeling as well. Of course. Now, do you have any tips for people when they're looking to adopt you know, a dog from a shelter, particularly a senior dog? Well, just keep in mind that shelters receive new dogs every day. So if you go and you don't see someone who you think fits your lifestyle, come back in a few days. There'll probably be another choice. Secondly, the people in the shelter are very, very tuned into dogs. If you share with them what your lifestyle is, they may be able to help match you to a dog who's in a certain life stage that is going to fit your lifestyle. So talk to the people in the shelter, share with them what kind of companion you're looking for, 
what kind of living situation you have. And those people in the shelter can probably help make a really good recommendation. And then just know that, you know, if you're going to bring a, a senior dog into your life, you really need to be fair to that dog and be sure that you're ready to make the commitment because in my mind, the hardest thing is some poor dog who's been in a shelter comes home with you and then you change your mind and he has to go back to the shelter. So make sure when you go, you're ready to make a commitment. And it is a commitment because you're going to be with that dog for the rest of that dog's life. I absolutely agree with you, Mr. Z. When he was adopted, he wasn't a little, little puppy, but he was three months old and he was actually returned. So I'm just grateful whoever returned him for whatever reason. Thank you because he's fantastic. Yeah, he's worked out to be a great dog for you for 10 years, right? That's great. Oh, he's been, he's fabulous. He's, that's one of my, one of my peeves is when people are not, don't realize that adopting, you know, a dog is, you know, or any pet, it's a commitment. And matter of fact, when I lived in Los Angeles, I lived in a smaller place and I went back and forth in my head, you know, I really wanted a dog. I was out of school, out of college. So I thought I have more time now, but I don't have a lot of time. What should I do? You know, was it fair to have the dog, you know, in an apartment for so many hours a day or what? And the more research I did, the more I found that dogs do acclimate to your lifestyle. They really do. Given my dog was a Border Collie mix and she was a little active, that meant going to the dog park probably six days a week. And I did that. And <laughs> she loved it. She got her exercise. She played in a huge park up in the mountains. And, right. um, you know, but she got used to it when I was gone. She was okay to just, you know, veg out. And I heard that over and over and I saved a life, you know. So, you know, you do have commitments. I mean, if you travel a lot or things like that, you have to just keep in mind. But that's, yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because people should always realize that adopting a pet is a commitment. It's not, you know, oh, I didn't realize the dog would bark sometimes. I'm bringing him back. It's not like returning, you know, a pair of shoes you don't like or something. You really need to think seriously about making the commitment. Yep, there's a heart inside that dog. You don't want to break it. Now, let's talk about a little bit about Bell Jack because it's Veterans Day, everyone. So thank you to everyone that has, has and has and is serving our country. We greatly appreciate you here at Pet Life Radio. And and there's another twist with Bill Jack because one thing that I am very excited about is that Bill Jack supports, they have products that help support America's vet dogs. Britt, tell us a little more about that. Sure. Well, this goes back to the founding of our company. You know, Bill Jack is named for Bill and Jack Kelly. These were a couple brothers. Uh, they founded the company about 70 years ago. Both of them started the company right after they returned from service in World War II. And they both spent uh, many years uh, in service and felt strongly about veterans' issues because they were both, you know, servicemen. And, and uh, a few years ago now, an opportunity came along where we could partner with a group called Vet Dogs. What Vet Dogs does is they help provide free of charge companion dogs and service dogs to return, returning wounded American veterans who obviously could use some help, and um, it, they're probably going to have a hard time affording this dog on their own. So these are provided free of charge to veterans because it actually takes thirty to $40,000 to train 
a service dog and get them ready to be paired with someone for both the, for the rest of the dog's life. And veterans may have some special needs, whether they're physical or emotional, and the dog is trained specifically to help deal with that. So what Bill Jack has done is we've teamed up with vet dogs, and we have a product called Vet Dogs Treats. And if you look at the packaging, it's really all about vet dogs, but there's a little uh, Bill Jack brand down in the right front corner that says, hey, made by Bill Jack, so that you know it's a high-quality treat. They're available both in pet specialty stores and in grocery stores, and a portion of the proceeds from the sale of Vet Dogs Treats goes to help support the training of these dogs that eventually are placed with our um, servicemen who've returned um, from service and, and uh, need uh, assistance uh, of a dog, whether it's emotional or physical. And uh, we're just so pleased to partner with Vet Dogs. And if folks want to go learn more about Vet Dogs, it's vetdogs.org. And if they want to learn more about the treats and where to find them with, through a dealer locator, then go to vetdogtreats.com, which is a slightly different site that's really focused on helping people find where these treats are sold. And just keep in mind when you buy these treats, they're just high-quality treats from Bill Jack. We're a real fresh chicken, and chicken liver are the number one and number two ingredients. They're made the same great way all of our treats are made, but it, it helps support uh, the uh, training and uh, placement and pairing of a service dog to a veteran in need. Well said. And for everyone listening, I actually had Joe Worley, who is a recipient of a service dog from Bill Jack, on my show. And he just did a great interview, and it really was very insightful to people that even though a lot of us are aware of service dogs, it, I think, refreshed everyone's mind and, and taught some people, you know, some things you should not do with service dogs and so forth. And it was it was just a great interview. Now, having said all this, and Bill Jack really does a, a lot to support you know, with senior dogs and vet dogs and what a great product you produce. Where can we buy it? You know, uh, we are generally sold, and for most of our products, sold in places that might have pet in the name. Here in the United States, we're sold at PetSmarts and Petco's and Pet Supermarkets and Pet Supplies Plus. But the easiest way for any of your listeners to find Belljack is to go to our website because there's a dealer locator, and you can type in your city or you can type in your zip code, and it will return dealers. As a result, it will return dealers near you so you can go find and purchase our products. And our website is very simple. It's www.bil-jac.com. That's BillJack, B-I-L-J-A-C.com. Right on the front page, you'll find our dealer locator, and that's the best way to find a dealer near you. Now, if you are also big in social media, we have a Facebook page. We've got a Pinterest page. We tweet. We Instagram. There are all kinds of ways to interact with BillJack out in social media and when you go to our website, you can sign up for our monthly Best Friends Club, and that will bring monthly news about new products, about uh, what's uh, general ed dog education. We often have videos on there for training your dog, but it's really about improving the relationship between you and your dog, and it comes free of charge to your in inbox once a month. There's usually a coupon offer in there as well. And it's a great way for people to learn more about their dogs and build that relationship. So that's another way people can get regular information, not just about Bill Jack, but about building the bond with their dog. I'd like to thank Britt for coming on Best Bets for Pets, telling us all about Bill Jack and your great products, your great products for our senior dogs, and also all that you do for America's Vet Dogs. So thank you so much, Britt. 
Michelle, great to be with you. Thank you. What a great interview. And Mr. Z, who tried out some of Bill Jack's senior dog food, really liked it. So he's not listening, so he won't know. But we had a gas-free night that night. So I think that Bill Jack's senior dog food for Mr. Z is going to stay around a little longer. But it was a great interview, very engaging. And I'm so excited that I was able to interview Britt from Bill Jack on Veterans Day. How apropos. For more information, you can go to Best Bets for Pets and look on the segment page of this episode or on this just this episode page. There'll be a link to the website and a little bit more about Bill Jack products. And on their website and their social media, you can find out a lot more information. Thank you so much for listening. There's many, many great shows in the works coming up soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.